Apple actually just created a new platform. They're saying it, but nobody's really listening. People are like, oh, it's an entertainment headset. Look at these quartz-sized teeth. It's like, no, no. They created spatial computing, right? And you watch these demos, how easily people move these screens around, how easily the 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 the, the pass-through recognizes the real world and like has overlays of like timers on like pots of boiling water. That is a whole new paradigm that that we're all kind of missing for like these yeah. meme moments, right? And 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 Bilal, you brought the point that Casey nice that video. That's the vision of the world, right? Like, it, and that's exactly what Casey said. He's like, I've seen the next phase of computing. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't. It could be five, could be ten years, but this will be the normal. And that's what I felt when I saw that. Uh, I like you guys' thoughts on that. Well, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. You got Trunk Fan, Jack Butcher, Bilal Zaidi. What's going on, boys? Lots to talk about today. Let's get straight into it. Adam Newman is trying to buy back WeWork. How mm. back are we, lads? This is what. Where are we in <laughs> we the frothy, <laughs> low interest rate, zero interest rate environment? Like, where are we compared to the past? Because this is well, mental. Here, let me hit you guys with a brief meme of the week. There we Listen, go. Everybody's making these Adam Newman <laughs> jokes, right? They're doing the cutting out the uh, Wall Street Journal thing. I'm just gonna go to the classic disappointed Indian cricket guy. I think I, I think also love the. Cricket. There's a Pakistan flag in the back, so I'm not yeah. sure which. If he was, is he Indian or Pakistani? Do you know? No, I think he's a Pakistani uh, accountant that lives Respect. in uh, in uh, Hong Kong. Works for KPMG. We're actually friends on Twitter. But uh, that's amazing. So uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> for the listeners, the tweet reads: Masayoshi Son, who lost 16 billion investing in WeWork, seeing Adam Newman in talks to buy the entire company back out of bankruptcy for dollar and 69 cents. I don't actually know if it's a dollar 69, but I can give you guys the numbers. Yeah. It's close. So we all know the story broadly. Here's the broad outlines of the story. Objectively speaking, Adam Newman must be the most charismatic person that's ever lived in the history of mankind. Like this dude's ability to walk in rooms and continually raise money, no matter what he's done in the past, it's next level. Like, did, you know, like, we were, we were talking about, like, did you guys watch We Crashed? I actually didn't watch the whole thing. Which um, I, I actually angry. did. I actually thought it was pretty good because okay, there were a saw, few right? of those out at once. The Uber one I couldn't get through, but That's Spotify right. I couldn't get through. But this one and the uh, Theranos one, they were both pretty good. Well, mm. the reason I bring that up is because... Because it's more like true crime. You know it's more true crime. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it makes well, it good. Well, it's like Jared Leto. Extremely charismatic guy. Adam Newman's way more charismatic than Jared Leto, dude. Like, you're telling me this dude, this guy raised $16 billion off of a 45-minute conversation. With um, well, Masayoshi's also just on a whole. He was world, flinging right? out those bags. To be fair, well, uh, but still. Well, he's flinging out the bags like peak uh, Zerp uh, vision. So let me just clap it with this. Uh, massive. What I love about this is the symmetry. Masayoshi-san raised a hundred billion dollars from uh, MBS from Saudi Arabia after forty-five minutes. I think his joke was, "I raised forty-five billion in forty-five minutes, and then got to rest later, <laughs> and then." I mean, he just got hit with Adam Newman. So, you know, game recognized game, right? Like he just saw the Newman energy and he's like, yo, this guy has what it takes to get me a $10 trillion company. And uh, well, I'll ask you guys, because you lived in Europe. Uh, WeWork didn't come to Canada for a long time, but WeWork's a decent business, right? Like if you, if you just strip I mean, it all the, the brand business. itself was incredible, yeah. right? And it was fun to work there, but it was clearly, you know, like sub, it felt like, peak subsidized you're getting more value than 
it's worth sort of vibe. Did like, you use WeWorks? Did any of you guys uh, use? I would go to meetings there, but I, I never had to. And I, I remember I going to like Stop Weekend. Yeah, did you did you go there? Uh, that, that was like post, like after their like sort of cost cutting stuff. So it was a bit shit by the time I joined up to it. It was like, it no was, I remember it was like this glass box. It was maybe 15 square feet. It was like a box with a, a desk in it and glass walls and every other uh, adjoining wall had a person on the phone. Like it was salespeople around me on the phone all day. It was like in an echoing glass box. I was oh thinking I was God. paying like, I don't know, 1300 bucks a month or something for it in New York. But it was like to have an address and do like fake meetings there when like I have to like <laughs> to make do it a look like you. Go- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, meet yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, what was the address? Like you just send the email, like meet me on like West 40. I don't know. The so, no, it was like, it was like um, 200 Water Street, I think. It was like down by Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Opponent, respect. 200 wait, Water wait, Street, I got a New question. York, 100. I can't remember the. Right. I got, got a question for have you. Have that Jack, address there. Feels man. legit. Is it better than so? I mean, is Soho House much better than we were? Well, I don't think they're comparable. It's like impossible okay. to work in Soho. Yeah, House. you can't like, even work a Soho. They don't want your laptop out most of the time. You got oh, these, like, is it pure socializing? Well, you you can work, but it's it's not built for it. It's just like okay. soft beanbag chairs and stuff. And then it's like you can't use the laptop over there. You can't answer the phone there. You got to, like. Yeah, but they're so easing up on that too because I think people are, you know, all right, if I can't, just not many people know how to fill a day, eight hours without <laughs> looking at Without fake meetings, right? Yeah, without yeah. fake meetings and emails <laughs> to answer. Well, that's why when WeWork comes back, all right, so here, let, let me just finish a thought. It got up to 47 billion on paper valuation. That's what they try to go public with, 2019, which is just, I mean, it was just, that was an error, right? <laughs> Just this is incredible, man. Community-adjusted guys- EBITDA, right? EBITDA, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you guys ever watch the videos of, was it Summer Camp they used to throw? Did, yeah. did you ever see the videos yeah. of that? I mean, because that was when I just moved there and I went to this thing. They used to have Startup <laughs> Weekend here, which I don't think was, it was always hosted at WeWork, but it wasn't like the same company or whatever. And uh, all of those guys that used to run that were just these great guys. Like, I still chat to some of them now, but they're just the most fun party guys that also like knew how to code and like would m- build stuff, but they would be part. They would invite me to these summer parties, the the summer thing. And I was like, the videos I would see, I was like, oh my god! Not only was this peak subsidized tech on a bull run where we didn't even know it, but also <laughs> it was like, well, I, I can't even say this on the pod. Really. There was, was there was stuff. People going were doing on. a lot of stuff that you, that you would be very careful. People were doing stuff nowadays. like they're doing on their Apple Vision Pros right now. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm there you go. Yeah, know what I'm saying exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I will say um, this is a, a summary from uh, uh, Andrew Gazdecki. You guys know him, the Acquire yeah. Micro Acquire, or maybe it's called Acquire. This is like a, it's not supposed to be a funny tweet. It's just a good summary. It's like. Build tech startup in air quotes, and I love that it's in air quotes because obviously it's not a tech. It was. Startup. It, it was. A, it was a. It was a real quotes, estate, right? It was yeah. a real estate releasing company that like put a, a kombucha tap and like exactly. called it tech. Exactly. And then raise billions, fail miserably, screw investors, get fired, become a billionaire, startup goes into bankruptcy, buy back startup for pennies. You can't make this up. But uh, yeah, so I think we work is a pretty mad. I mean, to come full circle like that is pretty mental. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about now? I know it well, was, was fresh there, off the in, press. It went into bankruptcy. So it went from $47 billion down to $47 million after it's spacked. So under $50 million. 
Incredible. That's insane. But then also a ton of so much debt, right? Because of the leasing situation. That's absolutely incredible. So also SPAC, it's crazy. Just the word SPAC brought me a chill I know, there, right? right? Oh, <laughs> I love how we were got SPAC'd. And then uh, the last thing I'll add is that sounds like Dan Loeb, uh, big hedge fund manager, might help Adam Newman uh, finance because you basically got to buy up all that debt. But what's crazy is this. If you can refinance all that debt because all these fi- banks and and mortgage financiers, the rates went up, everything got thrown into like uh, uh, this madness. So TLDR, Adam Newman, very conceivably in a couple months might be walking away with WeWork for like pennies on the dollar, but it sounds like they're trying to stonewall them like out of spite. Anyways, let's do What's, that. Yeah, what, what, isn't it just like a non-viable thing? It's just like you have to just start up a new cycle of like social manipulation to no, well, what's going to happen again. is that you're going to, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, That's the thing is if summary. you refinance, because these banks are going to be hurting, right? Because they're sitting on all this, like they've lent all, all this money and it's like the whole joke, right? You owe the bank a hundred bucks, you're in trouble. Right, right. Uh, but if you, if you borrow a fucking billion dollars on the bank, they're in trouble, right? So uh, I think that's what the situation is. All right, Apple Vision Pro, boys, what a crazy, like we've talked about on the pod already, obviously, but stuff has been coming out since then. Like we've seen a thousand, you know, videos been made about it. Casey, nice stat. I shared that in the Telegram because I thought you did a really amazing job. Because I also, people in Telegram, I will say, we haven't been sharing much. Like we we used to share like memes and stuff in there and we haven't done that for a while. So I wanted to share that in there. Um, I thought that was a really good summary because he actually apparently edited the video on Apple Vision Pro 2. I don't uh, know if you knew that. Good story. Yeah, good story. Though I, we'll get onto this in a second, but from what I've been reading from different people, a lot of people are saying that I've actually seen quite a few people saying they're going to return it, even though they, they think it's an amazing device, uh, just because their primary focus was going to be to try to use it for work. And they're saying for work, it might not be the best thing, but entertainment wise, it might be. Uh, but yeah, maybe we can get onto that in a second. Can you uh, can you tell me what you've heard about the work angle? Because I've heard the same thing. I think, um, well, I saw Ben Thompson just wrote about it this morning. I, st- I didn't finish it, but he was talking about it. I saw uh, a couple other people on Twitter I'd saved who, who were saying, one, they were just saying, gives them a headache after a little bit of time. And obviously that's their experience. Maybe other people are fine. Uh, two, they were saying it's just, even though there's not really a lag, it's just like it doesn't necessarily make it better than just working on a normal screen, which is kind of we'll, we'll, there's a video of someone using Google, uh, using Apple Maps, walking around with it in front of them as well, which is also funny because it's a lot like we talk about this on the show all the time. Is it actually just, just better? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> is it actually better than something that exists or is it just uh, like it's cool, shiny object at the moment? So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, well, that was all I heard. on the work yeah. front because, uh, uh, our friend, friend of the pod, Adam Singer, who's been on a heater with the, his writing lately. So people don't read Adam's newsletter, Hot Takes. Fantastic. But Adam had a great piece about what's Lindy, right? For work, like in the, well, Lindy's all relative here because obviously monitors haven't been a long time. But I agree with him. He's like, two monitors and like your laptop, that's Lindy, man. Like you can get a lot of work done in that situation, right? And it sounds like the problem with Vision Pro is, like you said, Blau, it's great for entertainment. It's because you're watching one thing. But the thing with multiple monitors is you want to be able to see many monitors, high fidelity. And 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 the Vision Pro, because right now you can only put actually one Mac screen into the AVP uh, field of vision. 
And it sounds like they didn't optimize for work at all, which to your point, Bilal, I mean, entertainment is what they're going for, right? Like and you first- can see from the ads too, right? Like the ad like that's the been doing one. the rounds, the airplane one was a great ad. Did you see that as well, Jack? Yeah, it was just like I think them I've seen showing. a picture of it. Yeah, just watching a film on the plane. Yeah, right? basically, yeah, like, it says turn. It's basically, into it's like looking at projector cinema on or a something. plane. Yeah, right, theater right. exactly. And for that, I mean, I literally just bought an iPad. I'm super late, but like just for planes, like I don't use it for anything else. And uh, now I'm like, damn, I should have put that eight hundred dollars towards yeah. a four grand device. But no, for for like entertainment, I can see it looks pretty incredible. Like a lot of the the um. I saw one guy's demo. He's like walking through his house and he's got stuff like pinned up against the wall and he's got oh, that was like a recipe. Great demo. Yeah, like a recipe above, you know, you know what he's uh, making on the cooker or whatever on the stove. And so like that, at least that was kind of an interesting, that was different to like what we've seen elsewhere. And Jack, you've got one of the, meta, is it a Quest? Is it mm-hmm. called, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming you can't do that because you can't like pin stuff in the room the way they the do. is not nearly as good. That's the thing. It's like that's yeah, not really I, really I, really I honestly don't even really know the capabilities of it. That's how yeah, few yeah. times <laughs> yeah, I've used yeah. it. Yeah, I could imagine. But th- that's the stuff that looked quite impressive to me because I could see it really feels like you're in like a 3D world in a way, which is cool. But again, a lot of it feels like very cool for the moment. Uh, the current use cases they're just like oh it's fun to have four different things i can turn left there's a screen there's right there's a screen Mm -hmm. but in reality like i don't really want seven screens around me right like i'm already trying to be around less screens but maybe that's also me as well (laughs) so it's just like so um i don't know yeah was i mean there's also a video here of all the while you guys are talking about it i'm just going to share the screen because this is like the stuff people are doing man i mean it's can you guys see my screen i mean Mm. average day for an apple vision pro owner this guy's in the shower you know, just having it, having a great time. People getting a haircut with it. I mean, like, there's absolutely no reason someone needs to be at the gym with an Apple Vision Pro, man. Like, doing a bench press. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, man. It's so funny. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else uh, on, on on that, boys? You you guys? Well, been following I, I want to be a little bit more week. meta about it, actually, for you guys. Is um, the energy I felt this weekend is what I wanted to ask you guys about. Uh, particularly Jack, because Jack's been in oh, yeah. crypto type phases. I actually didn't rem- the feeling of everyone on the timeline talking about it, and then you're just like, oh, this is like this is something new. This was comparable to when ChatGBT dropped uh, in the fall of 2022 to me, as in like, oh, I don't think I think the world has changed. I actually felt that. I'm like, I think the world's changed, and. And, and Bilal, you brought the point that Casey Neistat video, that's the vision of the world, right? Like that, and that's exactly what Casey said. He's like, I've seen the next phase of computing. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't, it could be five, could be 10 years, but this will be the normal. And that's what I felt when I saw that. Uh, I'd like you guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, Jack, what do you reckon? Uh, you've, you've already got the other device. Well, I think it's like, we can't go one episode without the sailor plug but if you you know go back to that conversation where he's plugging apple as a network right like uh the network effects of apple are so unbelievably insane and the lock-in and the luxury device signaling and the 20 years or so they've been building that up even if they only ship eighty thousand devices the network that is already owned by apple iphone predominantly right is like basically waiting to get that upgrade i feel like people don't know that consciously 
but something being introduced to the Apple ecosystem when X number of billion people are already using iPhones, you kind of inherit, or I, the way I inherently think about it is like, this is the, the beta test for the new interface that their goal is to roll it out to as much of that network as possible, right? Like that's just not really a debatable point. So I feel like that's why it gets the attention it does versus something like, you know, that little pebble shit or whatever, the AI reader with the projects on your hand and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, the, like that's clearly a like novel, uh, you know, um, moonshot, like let's try and get this to a couple thousand people and get them using it. Whereas that for Apple to launch something of that magnitude as a behavior yeah. change is like, oh, this is obviously where the world's going because this network is unstoppable at this point. And if six out of 10 people think this is good, it's game over. Yeah. Like, and it well, just six out of out 10 and, Apple owners, there's 2 billion app iPhones right. out there to Jack's point. If six out of 10 think, I mean, whatever, if you call it one out of 10, that's a hundred million users. If you had a hundred million people owning the vision pro, that's a 30, somebody run the math. Is that a 30, 30 to $40 billion business right there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm massive. saying, I, th I guess I I'm saying the like, consensus being met that spatial computing is now normal, right? Like at one point, yeah. mobile phone was probably like a social taboo to be looking at your phone when you're in a room with someone else. And now it's like, if you're not doing that, people think you're a nutcase, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're, like you're if you right, ask Jack, directions a, and they pull out a map, right? like a right. physical like, map. What's up with this person? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I... Wait, hold Keeping on. Let me. Well, I wanted to jump on what Jack said because yeah. I read something great on Reddit. Uh, shout out to whoever wrote this, but they they made they, they emphasized Jack's exact point. I think people are missing from all the memes that we saw, uh, including uh, uh, Trump fans meme of the week. I just call, call myself third person, but uh, we can show it right now. But I'm gonna ting it up because everybody's missing the point. Like here's. Here's uh for the listeners, it's the uh they oh, don't yeah, know this was, guy in the corner. This is a, a hate. So the guy's got the vision pro goggles on, they don't know I'm watching porn. Everybody's like, Yes, we do. It's like, bro, we we definitely know you're watching porn. And then Bilal sent uh uh the video. I mean, you sent me one from my Internet Hall of Fame yesterday. Like, we're talking about the jokes. Some dude made a TikTok video. He's like, Man, I haven't taken these goggles off in 72 hours, pans around his room. It's just like a used tissues and like lube. <laughs> I was like, bro. No, but Blah, to your point, I mean, sorry, Jack, back to your point about spatial computing. The, 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 the Reddit post basically said people are missing the forest for the trees. The trees being jokes about porn uh, and incredible entertainment experiences. Like, Apple actually just created a new platform. They created, they're saying it, but nobody's really listening. People are like, oh, it's an entertainment headset. Look at these court-sized teeth. It's like, no, no. They created spatial computing, right? And you watch these demos, how easily people move these screens around, how easily the 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 the, the pass-through recognizes the real world and like has overlays of like timers on like pots of boiling water. That is a whole new paradigm that that we're all kind of missing for like these yeah. meme moments, right? And uh, yeah, I, I agree in the sense of if Apple's dropping this, they're expecting like they, they're expecting X percent of that installed iPhone base to make the jump. And the watch is the best example, like how long it took yeah, that yeah. to ramp up. Well, try, I don't know if this is true because I didn't verify because that's not what you come here for. But I, I went on, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, someone posted something that looked legit that the original Apple Vision Pro 
like pattern or something was like from way back in the day, like 2006 or something crazy like that. And like there was a, a sketch of it. Again, that could be completely made up. I, that could have been no, like that was verified. You're right. I saw was that. It, it was like they had the very first goggles in 2007. Goggles. And it looks fairly similar, actually. And an interesting thing is because like a lot of people will talk about, you know, this is version one, like hopefully in five, 10 years, this is nowhere near like a massive headset like that hopefully it's closer to glasses or something like a lot more minimal um just because that for me personally like the, the like having that massive thing on like it's just another blocker to like the real world or whatever and uh and and so yeah that, that that's one part but i also think that like they take their time like they're not normally the first mover right like that's kind of their whole approach but they're the best mover like when they do it they're like like there were smartphones before but they they made the iPhone. There were MP3 players before, but they made the iPod, etc. You can keep going. There were tablets way before, obviously. And um, and that, that's they the, invented it's headphones, right? They're the first ones to do uh, wireless headphones. Yeah, no <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> but uh, but no, but it's interesting what you said there about like they invented a new thing here with spatial computing. So that that statement is a interesting one because I kind of agree with it, but taking the other side. Like, first of all, I haven't used the meta stuff to know enough, like if they have that equivalent kind of uh, like pinning stuff in the room sort of thing. Maybe they have something like that. I'm not sure. I doubt it's at that level because the Apple stuff seems really next level from everyone who's reviewed it. But again, it's like that's what Apple does in an incredible way. Like they wait for years. There's been, you know, mixed reality, virtual reality, AR going on for ages, right? Um, their their headset itself looks not too dissimilar to other VR headset in terms of like the big goggle style thing. Um, but because it's Apple, like they convince us at least that we creating a new thing and they do that every time. It's like, this is a revolution. This is, and the, what the example I'll say on the flip side is we all just kind of believe like their thing <laughs> of like, we make it, we, we like make something better. Like for example, iPod as a perfect example. I love the iPod. It was incredible at the time but objectively speaking that ui like everyone talks about it like it's the the, the best thing ever it the was wheel? yeah the wheel like it was cool to have and i love playing around with it when it first came out but objectively it was a worse experience than what an iphone now has which at the time i remember buying like an old nokia what they called a smartphone then and i could put extended like i could put a, a sd card in it and oh, i could right. and I, yeah. I didn't have to use itunes and i could put all this music i wanted on there and i could search for it and make playlists and it was for me anyway way better experience but it wasn't Bilal, as cool as iPod. let me address the haters because you hit on something that's very yeah. true every single avp like serious post i've done about vision pro like talking about how great it sounds comments the haters come out right oh wow apple rebranded augmented yeah, yeah. reality and all these like apple suckers are i agree like you're right but even the haters that i follow online like people do not like apple's ecosystem they're all just like this across the board they're like this is incredible yeah yeah it Completely. is very clear that Apple has achieved something here with 100%. the instant eye. Uh, like, you know how, like, with the smartphone, uh, you use the touchscreen, like the eyes and the finger uh, uh, input now, they're like, this is this is truly next level. And yeah. uh, I'll bring up a point that you brought up. You talked about 2007, that, uh, that uh, patent that Apple had. Well, I don't know if you guys read the Vanity Fair article with Tim Cook. So Tim Cook, uh, Nick Bilton wrote a profile of Tim Cook the day before it dropped. So Friday it dropped, Thursday he wrote, uh, uh, Friday morning he dropped the profile. Tim Cook, so 
for people that don't know Apple, their entire culture is, uh, culture is demoing. So if you're Steve Jobs, like our boy David Sunrun does the Founders Podcast, he often talks about how, uh, it was mentioned from a book, but a former product guy at Apple wrote about working with Steve. And he's like, Steve was the Oracle. Like you would create a physical product and like your entire job at Apple was to get in a room with Steve and to demo him this product. And then often he would just yell at you and like make you feel really bad about yourself. But then uh, the point I bring that up is like from this Tim Cook article, they wrote about the very first time Tim Cook experienced the Apple Vision Pro. It was 2015 about. It was not a headset to Bilal's point. They made that patent in 2007. The very first version for the technology was not a headset. Uh, Tim Cook described it as an apparatus. He was walked into a room at Apple. They put him down in a chair. Maybe a Herman Miller chair. I don't know. Shout out to my boy that works at Herman Miller. Hook this chair up. Uh, but <laughs> it probably was a Herman Miller chair, actually, because they are the world's voices. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, they sat him down in a chair. <laughs> Jack's face is so good. <laughs> Trunks is made for these. Trunks is made for these. But incredible. they sat him down in a chair and, like, they put, like, a textbook on his face. And, like, there were wires coming out of it. Wires went into another room where it was just, like, supercomputer. So there's, like... It looked like an octopus, but they put it on his face. And everything that we just described, the pass through, the feeling, the virtual world, he experienced that from this, he called it a monster they put on his face in 2015. So like, this is what they've done eight years later, right? It's just insane. Imagine what they have in that room right now, today. Like what is in that Apple, Apple demo room in 2024 if they just ship the Vision Pro? So anyways, man, that's my final thing. No, I get what you were saying. Uh, and that's the, what I was saying. They, they really do a great job of staggering out and like taking their time. And when they put the resources into it, they go all in and that becomes the one focus for, you know, several years to like really take things to the next level. So my hope is, because like we've been sitting on VR, some form of VR and AR for a long time, right? And my, it hasn't really hit that next level. And Apple are usually the ones who take it take the whole industry to the next level. So that that's kind of the hope here. Uh, but yeah, so Jack, any any other thoughts on that, mate? I was going to say we don't have time to go into the uh, taxation and the monopolization of attention and privacy <laughs> concerns and et cetera. I mean, well, we can you if you, you want to. Actually, yeah. no, Jack, I want to get it. I think we should get into this because it, it, it might dovetail well with uh, your piece coming up about Farcaster, this up-and-coming blockchain social network which is uh which could be some contrast but the reason i wanted to address what you brought up is i want to ask jack first how do you feel about a world where everybody's wearing these goggles now there's that world and then there's a world where it's sunglass level let's say apple gets it in 10 years to the sunglass level that's definitely the is. objective right well, okay. i don't think they're trying to you don't think it's a vr yeah okay i don't th I, I don't think well no i think like they'll both exist but the the form factor is going to get Slimmer and More slimmer and slimmer yeah. and batteries and chips and all that stuff. Well, I mean, the goal is, I would imagine, like the least, quote unquote, intrusive physically, but the most immersive mentally. They'll be getting there. Neuralink. Yeah, there's I mean, that, oh, I wonder if that, Neuralink with some contact lenses. Wait, there we go. Yeah. Neuralink, you don't even need the Vision Pro, right? Elon's you can just stream, the, scoop stream the movie. <laughs> Elon's about to scoop Apple. Just shut your eyes and stream <laughs> yeah. the movie, man. Well, shut your eyes and do other stuff. Yeah, there we go. I mean, that's. I mean, 
Yeah, coming at it. From People have been doing that uh, for years, mate. Don't worry. There you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jack. Don't, don't worry. People have been doing that for a hundred thousand years, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spank bank. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, right. Earth, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I That's think it. we should move on. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair point. All right. Great. Great uh, discussion on that. Um, Jack, team up, we, team up. we just mentioned uh, forecast today. This is something that's been like, uh, you know, people have been talking about it for a while. It's been bubbling up. I know you've been using it and we wanted to kind of break it down. Very edge of the Internet vibes like we used to do a lot. Jack's our edge of the Internet guy. So uh, what what is Farcaster? What are people using it for? And uh, how's your experience been so far? So the idea is and this is not me speaking on behalf of anybody, this is my interpretation of it, obviously, but it's a, a, a decentralized social protocol. And that's what Farcaster is. That's the protocol. That's not the client, right? So the most popular client is called Warpcast. When they initially launched it, there was, they were the same thing, right? The product and the protocol were both called Farcaster. And then I think around maybe six months ago, nine months ago, they, the, official team are kind of maintaining two different products on that. So there's Farcaster, the protocol, Warpcast, the client. And what Farcaster, the protocol allows you to do is basically build products on top of this social graph. So convert, like if you compare it to a Twitter, for example, it's where the, you know, you're paying for access to the API to build anything that comes from Twitter's data set. In the case of Farcaster, you can build a client on top of that and you can move your entire social graph around with you to any client that uses the Farcaster protocol. And um, it's all built, I believe it's uh, Optimism, Ethereum L2, but it's an Ethereum native product and the um they have integrations with ens we talked about a long long way back right where ethereum naming service yeah ethereum That's, naming service so, so if you've like, seen jackbutcher.eth or like when everyone had that in their twitter bios for a while that's, yeah, so that's, that, for, well, that's let's talk about the importance of that because I think that naming uh, is a big part of, uh, you know, you own your identity. I think a big thing they're talking about here, I heard Chris Dixon talk about Farcaster briefly, Chris Dixon, the venture capitalist mm -hmm. from Andreessen. He's like, uh, you know, you don't own Trung T. Fan, right? You don't own Jack Butcher. You don't own B. Zadie. These are all our X handles. Whereas with Ethereum, ENS, uh, you own that, right? Like you, I actually, no, uh, it was... Uh, it was, uh, wait, who do we, Balaji with Chris Dixon. He's talking about you don't own these things. But now, uh, part of Chris Dixon's new book. So this is Chris Dixon's Farcaster or Warpcast? This is Chris Dixon's Warpcast, but yeah, his far, Farcaster profile. He was the 25th user of Farcaster. Wow. Jack, what number were you? Because I know you were early. Uh, 160. There we go, like a... Like so can you explain so wait, hold that. on like can you talk actually uh jack talk through this interface so it looks like because it, it, like right? it, like it looks like twitter yeah it looks like twitter the the construct is a little bit different you have obviously you have your profile but then one of the major differences is kind of the primary um organization of content is through channels so you have like here's a design channel punks channel there are platforms and products have their own channel. Um, so that organizes 
content and it's like a, a fairly different model of distribution, right? So the idea that you would have discussions specifically in a channel, I think Twitter has attempted this with like communities. Communities. And it's closer like to like the way Reddit has like subreddits, I guess. I think it's, yeah, it's probably a Closer, fairer But like a Twitter meets subreddit in a way. And it has the Twitter-esque like constraints in terms of the size of the uh, content that you're posting. So I think it's a couple hundred characters per tweet. You could thread them together. Do they call uh, them warps or what? What's the word they use? Like uh, I don't know actually. Cast. 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 Ca okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. That's a great, that's a Which, great. It's uh, good brand. It's branding. good. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, yeah it has good. Uh, good language surrounding it. And then just this week, it's had this huge influx of uh, activity based on this feature that they introduced or one of the users, and I'm not going to be able to credit who made it. So I'll have to look that up and figure out how to tag that on. But somebody basically shipped this feature that allows for um, interactivity within the feed. So, you know, like in Twitter, you can post an image or you can post a video. What this is basically allowing people to do is post iframes that have degrees of interactivity baked into them. And on a crypto native protocol, that's things like mint an NFT or vote on this poll or play this game or, you know, contribute to this. Uh, this is the one I saw this morning. It's they're, called they're frames, relatively, by the way. They're called frames. Frames. They're like relatively um, restrictive in what you can do, but just being able to, to add interactivity at a different level within a timeline has unlocked all of these different applications. And the this is not a new idea, right? Facebook has been doing this for a long time where like you play a game within the post or like there are all these quizzes and back from what was the name of that buzzfeed days like you have this level of interactivity beyond just the content that people well, they even had like the farmville stuff as well like the games right. they would have and stuff like that so yeah. so it's a kind of a, a similar like moment in time to that but it has like these crypto rails underlying it so there's like the ability to have like permissionless value exchange happen between those things as opposed to like a farmville where you're like getting the coins that exist only in Farmville, for example. So people are like finding ways to spin up product market fit for crypto native products. And it's bringing a ton of traffic here because it's also removing some of the friction associated with like launching an NFT collection, for example, is like you go out of Twitter, you would connect your wallet to a site, you mint the token, you go to OpenSea to look at it. Like this consolidates at least the first half of that process into like one action in the feed. And there's a lot of it is like people messing around with incentive design and there's a good amount of noise surrounding it right now, but there are some cool applications where, um, for example, a couple of the things that have been built around some of the visualized value projects over the last couple of years, like community built tools and things like that are now possible in the feed itself. So like, I'll give a very specific example. We had this one tool where people would build a site where you could upload an image and it would recolor the template of the project in that image, right? 
So you go to another website, upload the image, get it, download it. And now this is like, based on the profile picture you have attached to your account, press this button and it will generate the image. So it's just these richer, more interesting interactions that have been made possible. And uh, that is what has largely been attributed to like massive spike in user growth in the last week or so. And it's also just the frenzy of one person joins. That network know, effect. Post on Twitter, pulls a lot of people over. And there's also this like, there's a market that's popped up around the user IDs too. Because there's this inherent status game baked into like, you go on someone's profile and see the number that they joined. At, and that's obviously huge crypto culture. Oh yeah, being early, yeah. Early. So that's that's definitely driving a lot of it too. I think the long-term viability, Jack, just want to confirm this, is is because it is decentralized, right? It is this idea of everything that's wrong with centralized social networks. You don't own your data. Mm -hmm. You don't own your name. It's like this is the larger benefit here because to your point, I mean, if it's just Twitter but with less than 100,000 people but a lot of them are crypto native, that's not super. I mean, even Dan Romero, the CEO founder, has even said that's not compelling. He wants to build a 10 hundred million uh, uh, a person, a social network or, or build the construct of that. Yeah, so, I think um, it's what's interesting about it is like just the primitive of the social graph being open is like the second and third order effects of that you have no idea what they're going to be. What could it be? Like people launching products off the back of, of Farcaster because they have such incredible access to the graph, the social graph they build at the wallet level too. So like, Walk it's like this. the comparison would be an email newsletter subscriber versus a Twitter follower, for example, right? I would argue that you have centralized social follower, like way out on the, like how good of a connection you have to someone. And then you have an email subscriber, which is like opt in, maybe read some of your emails. And then you have cryptographic address of somebody that opted into something that will receive things from you so the ability to then like know the connections like if you knew every newsletter that one of your newsletter subscribers subscribed to you could perhaps create a better experience for them right like the idea is that you have total visibility into the social graph of everybody connected to your stuff and you can build things accordingly like um, some of the crypto native platforms in the last few months, Zora, I don't know if we ever talked about Zora, but that was a platform that I launched both of the big visualized value collections on last year. And they now have a follower graph that is based on who minted your work or who's interacted with anything you've shipped, which is a different signal than the like, right? And the, the interesting thing I think about how all of this stuff is fracturing and how behavior is changing on social is the economic signal is almost superseding the the like now right with the algorithm paying less attention to who you follow and more attention to like what you actually do like what you spend your attention on what you spend your money on what you spend your time on that is a more truthful social graph than you opting into following people. What is the 
with the the Biden quote that we we dropped a few uh, <laughs> a few episodes ago. The once a month Biden quote. Wait, did no, Jack, you, I, I, you I think uh, I think it's attributed to him. He's like, uh, don't tell me what you care about. Show me your bank account, and I'll tell you what you care about. Oh okay. yeah, and the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. can oh, be yeah. said about your attention and all those. Well, like, similar that to what Biden quote. That's an. That's I'm a, pretty no, sure. That was a, well, actually, I, here, yeah. Palau, I wanted to bring you into this because yeah, yeah. I think you could actually help us flesh out why this is actually. Take away the fact that you're not a crypto guy. Let's say I'm not as big crypto guy as Jack is, obviously. And this is an exciting new social network. But what is the, Jack's kind of touching on, is this a real threat to the existing social network system? So what I would say to Bilal's expertise is this. Bilal, let's say you ran a campaign and you're trying to get advertising you're talking about. Yeah, on, okay. on uh, social, called Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you don't do Twitter. It's like, it's sounding like what Warpcast can do. It's like, it's automatic attribution, right? If you can use this frame uh, to sell a product, let's just say Shopify has an integration, you can sell a product through that frame, which is basically just a specialized type of post. The, the attribution is automatic, right? You know whose wallet is buying what. And if you were an influencer that helped somebody, uh, 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 if you're the influencer that posted that and somebody bought it, immediate attribution, right? Whereas now, how would you attribute an influencer? You have to give them that special URL, for example. Yeah, you're saying, so you're saying there were two things I heard there. One was more like an influencer style, like posting something versus like yeah. an ad. So like well, the let's, influence, do, let's try both. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, automatic yeah. attribution now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, mate, potentially. Uh, I don't know how it works enough to say that it is, but based on what you said, the traditional way is like, Trung's doing, which you're not, but let's say you're doing an ad for C4, right? And they're like, oh, Trung, we heard you on the NIA podcast all these people are buying c4 here's a code <laughs> trunk fan 25 off or whatever right and then so they would match that and they would ask you probably like oh how many impressions did you get and and so you they wouldn't have access to that you you have access to that you would report it to them um so that is there is like a bit of drop off there and then obviously on their side they know how many people use a coupon or not and but that's only one way that's only if you think of like the overall marketing landscape that's only like a very direct response, buy my stuff sort of marking, which is only a sliver of what's really happening. A lot of stuff, as you know, is just awareness, talking about something. But can you do attribute? Like Does this model sound like now, you could potentially do attribution? Potentially. I mean, it, it, I like the idea of the transparent kind of graph, like Jack was mentioning there. But I mean, the flip side is a user might say, I don't want my preferences to be uh, like, they want privacy around that. Let's say well, email newsletter. Yeah, and the go, other go thing is like you it doesn't have to necessarily be it that's a different a behavior in crypto where majority of people aren't using their real name as well right yeah 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 true where it sort of abstracts that stuff away or it's a different way to think about it where it's like what some of the behaviors in crypto are like you get rewarded by a brand that is trying to get your attention because they are able to see your preferences in advance it's like how this like to me, this is what all the early airdrop behavior is around, right? It's like, we're going to give X <clears throat> allocation of this thing to this community of people and this project and this, because we think there's enough uh, like overlap in values or these people can uh, help propagate this idea or this product. And that idea of not distributing from zero or scratch or like buying ads against getting kind of close to that person, you have a much more direct way to, to yeah. attribute 
preferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And somebody, I've, sorry to interrupt one no, more. Go, they, go somebody's it. bought a, sorry, built a Shopify module into a frame. So I think like one example of how that would work is like attribution at the wallet level to somebody that bought like VV merch, for example, right? And then based on the fact that they're logged into that account, the next time they log into their feed, the frame would show them something specific to their set of behaviors previously. Yeah. Or even like, say you own NFT X, the custom output of this product is presented to you with a one-click checkout in the feed. You yeah, I mean? got, because you, got you. The, yeah, the yeah, data yeah. is that much richer and more transparent that you're able to like present something very specific. Specific, to every yeah, user. yeah. Yeah, I get you. That, that makes sense. Now, is um, this stuff that cannot be done on traditional social networks? Is this something unique to decentralized, Jack? Yeah, that's a opinion? good question. I mean, well, the idea, I think, is anybody could do this but the portability of it is i think what makes people build against it you know like it's what like the open source software development process kind of gets you there in a much messier way but it it's like a a really huge undertaking for like twitter or instagram to build this in and to be the like be all end all like you have to completely win or it's or it's pointless versus like i don't know the 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 underlying network being on the currency that's that everything's being transacted on is how these platforms it's like developing it at a foundational layer and then you kind of spur all of these different initiatives by people that can act permissionlessly. And then when something gets product market fit, somebody builds on that and builds on that and builds on that. They're like open source um, models of interaction versus like having one idea and trying to execute it as a large social network. And then if that behavior doesn't take off, you're yeah. you know back where you started. Jack, can I ask a question? You know, from your experience using it, like let's say you've got I'm just making numbers up. Ten thousand followers on there. Mm -hmm. Fourteen thousand. Fourteen thousand. All right. Yeah. But but a day ago, I think you said it was like a few hundred or so. It was. It's gone up a lot in like a few days. Is that right? Yeah. This this thing is definitely. It's, I think it's, it's crashing like right now. I'm just trying to refresh it. But like they've had all time high user day after day for the last week yeah, or yeah. so. And so the question I would have is, as someone who's making stuff on there, do you know? How like if let's just say ten thousand because the number's easier. In fact, let's just say a hundred because it's even easier than ten thousand. If you if you had a hundred followers, do you know how many of them would see your stuff roughly? Is it mm, like Twitter? Because 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 the way I'm thinking of like older Twitter before they changed the algorithm quite a bit, that number could be you've got hundred followers, either fifty two saw it or ten thousand saw it. You yeah. know because it was into other people's feeds, and that well, was why. Right like, now. Yeah. I think right now it's definitely a bigger percentage because it's like, um, I don't think the algorithm is as sophisticated as a Twitter, for example. I don't think yeah. it's like doing these calculations, A, B testing on the first 10 impressions. It may be doing that to some, like, it may be doing exactly the same, but just but probably my, not like a mature social yeah, network. Yeah. Right. The idea or the, the, the thing that I've seen over the past few days is like people doing these comparisons and that's like the classic thing, right? It's like, 
in this mass period of massive expansion, the audience of us, like they're very popular crypto artists that have 200,000 Twitter followers. They're getting more engagement with 2000 followers on Oh wow! This platform, and that's also because everybody is crypto native there, right? It's like everyone's got a this, wallet. This little subculture that everybody cares about this stuff that's happening versus like, look at my Twitter following. Probably two thirds of them are like, "What are you talking about?" Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Why do I need to buy kettlebell? <laughs> yeah. What am I putting yeah, underneath yeah. it, Jack? Uh, kettlebells are not for working out. What are you trying to tell me here? So it's like it's. I guess it's like uh, it's the density. It's like of it a Reddit well, right? within a Reddit. You know, it's like yeah, the, the crypto subreddit with all these things splintered underneath it, where the people that are involved are, you know, there's a degree of complexity <laughs> to even getting it started. One other interesting thing they've done that I didn't talk about is they have this uh, like in-app currency called warps. So you can tip, you get like certain actions cost you. Oh, nice. Like to start a channel will cost you, I think it's like one cent tra translated over. So it's a, like a uh, hundred bucks, I think to create a channel for a year or something. Oh, so right. they're like monetizing oh, that's it early too. And they have that's like- actions baked into yeah this is i should have mentioned this earlier like baked into the frames that uh transact within this like in-game oh, currency so and and uh as to if you're the person creating the content could people tip you and stuff like that is yeah it? and it's yeah. like even just by interacting you're kind of gaining from that yeah exactly so there's like uh and they're That's just transactable difference. among the it's not like 10 cents, five cents. It's like this very interesting, almost like a in-game thing that you would have in a, in a Facebook situation, right? Where these yeah, things yeah. are transactable. It does allow you to reach people and transact outside of that. But there is something about that native currency that is interesting too. And That's a big difference the, actually. Yeah. They get around the Apple thing with that, where to buy them, you, it'll, you click a button and it sends you an email. Then you go to the email and you'll buy them through that. Through and then Coinbase it's just Commerce. in the app and then you can just use the points. It's like Audible when you get like exactly 12 credits right. for the year or something like that. But yeah, that's I have to a, say they did a nice job. That would actually be an interesting thing. Uh, does that how Audible works? You buy credits well, on Amazon? I think, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, you buy you, credits. You buy, you credits. buy credit oh, and a, then you can... It's a subscription. You get yeah. a new credit every month. Right, so you right, don't right. pay $10 for the book. You pay... $10 for the month subscription Amazon, yeah. or 120 for the year or whatever. Yeah. And then you'll get 12 credits. So basically the same thing, but that's how they get around it. Jack, I have a question for you. We get, we get, we can bookend this with a, uh, like you've seen these cycles. You've been involved in a number of crypto things. Yeah. What is the energy you see here? What is the, what is Compared the long lasting potential? Yeah. Previous, you've seen, you've been, you've been there, brother. I mean, like Please. episode zero, I think we talked about BitClout, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah that yeah. was uh, or one I of think, the first episodes. Yeah. Which I think is like a fair comparison in the sense that it's a crypto product, but the the entire thesis is different, right? It's like yeah. the market cap of an individual versus uh, a network that is on crypto rails, but that's not apparent to you whatsoever. Like, I think it's number 55 in the app store right now. So it's it's like, you can get on there without even knowing that you're interacting with crypto. It's gonna spin up the wallet for you. It's all happening in the background. And 
to me, the hype cycle is definitely driven by that feature, but you also have, they also had very like, uh, I think I was on there maybe 18 months ago and I would go, go back and read a good amount, but didn't write a lot because it's just, I didn't have the same network there. Like Vitalik's on there posting more on Farcaster than Twitter. A lot of um, Chris Dixon, Mark Andreessen, Balaji. Like there's a All lot the boys. of a lot of personalities that um, you know. There was this weird, I guess, uh, difference in the amount of people being addressed by this, like you could have a conversation with people that on Twitter, you probably just get lost in the noise. And that yeah. like, I think helped uh, keep the momentum going through until this like big inflection point with a feature. But you, it does that feel felt a like, bit like Clubhouse. Remember when we started the pod, there was, yeah. we were in the room and Naval's talking about this and Chris That's Dixon a great comparison. And, and that was a big early thing. Like, oh, let's go in there. We get access and hear all these different conversations happening. Yeah, I think it like I do think the the sticky interesting thing is all the crypto stuff that just couldn't happen on a Twitter or wherever else. Um but without those things it still was I think uh Dan actually said even after this this is not product market fit. Like he's very uh I think objective and conservative about what it takes well, to former build former COO of Coinbase, right? Yeah. So Incredible. major crypto chops and uh well oh, I yeah. mean what Jackie mentioned it earlier is like he you said he personally onboarded the first five hundred people. Like Yeah, and it might even be more than that, but he definitely yeah, he was on like Zoom call, his artwork. But did he walk you through like the yeah, whole yeah. nine? I hate oh that's yeah. amazing man. That's so amazing. They, and they've been doing it for, you know, this is not a like flash in the pan situation. They've been doing it for three years and now it's finally like leaked out and of this little cool bubble mass. and people are like, is it going to be gone next week? It's like, nah, it's yeah. already, you know, <laughs> it's already yeah, it's it's shipped. Like it will exist for a very long time. Will it be a competitor to Twitter? It remains to be seen, but like yeah. it also doesn't have to, I don't think it has to operate at hundreds of that millions of scale either. But also what they're building is, is, isn't comparable in a lot of ways because these clients and the ability to spin up like these siloed networks that pay for access to the protocol is I think a, a bet on a different future of the internet, right? It's a bet on this flat fracturing and splintering of um, community versus like five websites. There was a great tweet uh, the other day, Board posted it, it was, um, I remember when the internet wasn't uh, five websites and every website was posting screenshots from the other four. <laughs> Yo, that's a banger. Yo, oh, that's, that's bored. Yo, I missed that one. Bored. I, bored he quoted missing. it. I don't know that's if he so wrote good. it. I don't know if he wrote Under it. Under the pod. Yeah. Let me see. No, that is a very good. That uh, is good, man. Because yeah, anytime you're on Instagram, people posting their tweets. You go or you go on bored Elon Twitter, Musk, you got TikToks going on there. It's, that's That's funny. But um, yeah, Jack, the other thing while Trunk's looking up, I'm also curious, I don't know if this is something that people are experimenting with or if even will be possible on something that's more open like this. But people have talked about this conceptually, at least anyway, with crypto. So I'm curious if you've seen this anywhere. Like a lot of people talk about creating their own algorithms 
like for the feed mm. itself. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. like right now on Twitter, you don't get that obviously Instagram, you just get what they give you, which, you know, it's fair enough. Like you're using their site and they're allowed to do that. But I've heard it. I think Balaji and Chris Dix and other people mentioned this in the past where uh, like if, you, if you're creating a new protocol where people are able to actually build stuff on there, I don't know if this is possible, but are they able to say, well, here's one feed for you if you don't want mm -hmm. any news in it here's one feed for you if you don't want um if you only want people that you follow versus not etc uh, etc et or other people want chronological versus algorithmic whatever and so my, my general take on this is like i personally would like something like that but i don't think most people like the general population doesn't yeah, even know sure. there's an algorithm right like so i think my opinion of it is probably different to theirs um and I think the current incentive structure for the current social media platforms isn't to give people choice, is to keep you hooked and keep mm -hmm. you coming back and addicted. And that's like negative words, but or engaged is a more positive word, right? Um, and so like we've talked <laughs> a lot on- still so, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. so engaged. much engagement. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, the engagement's out of control. I know, I know. Well, especially with that Apple Vision Pro, man, you got all yeah. sorts. Did you see a person with their, their TikTok? set up they had like six yeah. different tiktoks oh, going at once it's Horrible. so funny anyway um but yeah so i i don't know if that's going to be possible but just i do like the conceptual idea of like being able to create more stuff on top of it and i without me having used it i like that idea of the subreddit style communities yeah because well, you're, you're creating more density of interest there yeah the, and the other thing i think is like it's so over indexed on people that make stuff Oh, developers, yeah. designers, like, and just based on the proximity to crypto in general, like now it feels like this big influx is the influx of quote unquote consumers. And there was so, there's like a complete deficit in stuff being made and being consumed. And I think what's the Twitter stat and Instagram is like less than 1% of people create the content. I would say it was like, that was incredibly skewed at least before, uh, this last week is like the fledgling network was so dense with like builders and writers and designers that there was so much stuff there to do when people arrived. Yeah, that makes sense. But that, that's cool. Yeah, Dude, I'll, thank you, man. We'll see. We'll I should have tapped you earlier. I didn't realize you're on there for 18 months. I don't yeah. know if it's 18 months, but it was, it was yeah, early on. When A while it, ago. When it started. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for breaking that down. Trung, and Jet, how are you guys doing for time? Do we want to talk about let's any of these other run. topics Let's speed here? run these topics. Just speed run what we we're doing. All right, let's yeah. go. Um, Ferrari, Lewis. Jack, you, you're well, a big Formula One guy. You've also just done yeah, some work with them, collaboration with them. Um, Man. What, break this down because I'm like an amateur with Formula One, so I, I know this is significant, but what's going on there, boys? Well, so am I really, just in terms of my historic knowledge. I know uh, the Joe Pomp email was very uh, informative, helped me understand, like give it a lot more perspective on like how big of an athlete Lewis Hamilton is. Like I was, you know, it's like a huge name and you kind of understand that, but the value that he creates for these teams when he drives for them is and well, let's insane. give an example. Like, what was the number? Thirty million Instagram followers. I think he's one of the most famous people in the world. Like, yeah, uh, incredible. Like and like the valuation of Mercedes in the ten years he's driven for him has gone up like ten x or something. Yeah, yeah, incredible. And that's the sport growing too. But he has been like, you know, he's the, the face. top he's boy, the, really. He's the right? Face, yeah. 
Top boy. And yeah. uh, Top boy. <laughs> mate, yeah, the, the Ferrari plus Lewis Hamilton, like, can you think of two like bigger brands? Like this is one plus one equals three oh, type. Like to me, him, oh, yeah. like if Verstappen went to Ferrari, it's not the same because right. Ferrari's sexy. It's luxurious, right? Yeah, and yeah. That, man, I'm not, okay, Lewis Hamilton, he's a sexy cat. I'm just going to go on and say, right? <laughs> so he's a good looking cat, bro. Like Lewis he Hamilton. Got, he got the swag. Yo, yeah, this yeah. guy I mean, is he's a done, swaggy yeah, cat, man. Um, and uh, Pussycat girls, wasn't it? Oh, Pussycat yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, did he also not date uh, Rihanna or am I getting... Yo, yeah, he's done look, all right for himself. Look, yeah, look, Lewis Hamilton right. yeah, put yeah. up some numbers if you know what I'm saying. Not yeah. just the seven world championships. <laughs> I don't think I've heard Trunk say, you know what I'm saying like this before. This is a, this no, is a on, new me, Trunk. Yeah, let yeah. me talk through the Ferrari quickly that uh, you guys can opine on. But uh, some uh, again, shout out to Joe Pompiano, friend of the pod. Uh, Huddle Up, great newsletter. Um he was walking through the some of the numbers. Uh, he, I think he said Ferrari added ten billion to their market cap on the uh, well, good earnings, and they announced uh, uh, Lewis joining them on those earnings. But I mean, we've talked about it in the bottom. Jack knows it very well. The entire model of Ferrari is this: they only make thirteen thousand cars a year, okay, and uh, but they're charging whatever three half a mil a car. They're making thirteen thousand cars a year. Uh, so the demand, I mean, the supply is always going to be restricted. It's basically like Bitcoin at this point. And, uh, but all you got to do is pump up the demand, right? How do you do that? You bring in the sexiest cat in the world in the racing game, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, right? She's exactly. adding disclaimers on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sexiest cat in the world. <laughs> so Race good. car. Yeah. F1. Yeah, but we'll I take mean, that one. We'll take that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Lewis, this guy. He's beyond, I mean, he's beyond racing. Like he's won several world championships, but he's a, he's a cultural icon, icon yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He's a culture. Like rappers talk about him. Like, he shows yeah. up to LA and he's <laughs> Paul, Paul Mullen with LeBron. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is where he's at. And um, yeah, I think uh, it works for the business model because uh, the last point I'll bring up that Joe brought up is like, even though he 10 X the value of the Mercedes race team, Mercedes, at the end of the day, these are all advertising, right, for the vehicles. Mercedes sells one, two million cars a year. So, like, it's just a different beast, right? Mm. And he comes in and just, like, I don't know how many more people want to buy Ferraris that didn't already want to, but <laughs> he gets a thousand well, more. There's one to way do to that, increase then. that demand, like you said. I mean, you know, the, I, I, go on, go on, Jack. He's making a hundred million years. It sort of reminds me of the, of the Ryan Reynolds football club you know, the future of capitalism, boys, if you want to mm. want to put it that way of like this just ridiculous arbitrage of personality that exists where even in like he paid for himself in a day, you know, like if you can get the deal done, like you can make an offer that seemingly makes no sense by a historical precedent. But because of who the two entities are, what you like, it, it's not this is not a value of investing equation, right? This is not Buffett reading the K1 or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffett but if he did, he'd be like, yo, yeah. this cat is sexy. He's like, yo, well, I don't know what the intangible is on this. But uh, yeah, well, oh the reason I was going to, because, you know, I'm not a massive Formula One. Obviously, I know Mercedes, Ferrari. I know like the main guys. But in football terms, is there anything or in another sport, let's say, my football, not yeah, soccer. 
uh, is there an equivalent of like this? This is Messi. This is like Messi like, going. This is like Messi going. Ronaldo, like Messi going from, Man United. Back yeah, in the day. yeah, yeah. Or Messi or like, going I'm Miami. thinking, or like Messi going from Barcelona to Madrid. Like oh, yeah, right, right. Arrival, if he went to real, like the yeah, two yeah. best teams at, the, at that true. time. Sorry, Miami's or, an awful comparison because Ferrari is the Ferrari is the most storied uh, F1 race team, which is why they've yeah, yeah, been yeah. like they've been like not as performant in the in the previous years, right? Like, oh yeah, like, they haven't they haven't, they haven't won in the thing almost two decades oh, wow. world championship. Wow, but uh, but it is the brand. It's the great. It's the most powerful brand, right? It's like yeah. It's like the best Michael Schumacher. Does, does it happen a lot though, like in Formula One, that a big person like that, and obviously not, there aren't many versions of him, but like a big person will go between like Mercedes and Ferrari. Is that like a thing that happens or they just stay loyal for a long time? Do you guys know? Based on drive no, they support, try, I think there's a lot of lobbying. I mean, a horse They move trip. around a good amount, yeah. Like, it's, All right, so it's, like my understanding. It's not like Sol right. Campbell coming to Arsenal from Tottenham. It's, this <laughs> is like, uh, this is... I think the bit like the huge legends are like you know lifers at the teams for the most part. Like Schumacher, yeah. Well, Fernando well, Alonso why. drove for Ferrari for a long time, right? And now he drives for one of the smaller teams. Yeah, it's uh, it's also so like such a small sport in comparison to anything that was like fifty dudes. Yeah, and that's the whole true. sport at the top level is and there's like three insane. that are the top, like the three right. or five or something like that. Right? It's or really unbelievable two. level of like yeah. concentration. Concentration, exactly. Yeah, I think the only other one is like maybe uh tennis or golf or something. Like, I mean, there's way more tennis players, but like the top, I don't yeah, know. The top of the top. I'm just the saying, like the only televised version of it. I guess you could, if you went to like motorsport more broadly, you could you could blow that up, but. It's kind of nuts. Like the entire, you know, Arsenal squad is probably bigger than the oh, competitive yeah. F1 drivers. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Including the youth team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get you. Yeah. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, thanks for the breakdown, boys. I, I don't know much about it. So well, uh, I'm going like, to like, I'm gonna be properly watching it this year too as well. Like I, I'm now probably for the work reason, obviously, but this too, I think will bring, like they've just been stacking the headlines. F1, they're on the... With like the Netflix streak. show and then yeah. yeah, all that stuff that since Liberty then, yeah, Media, yeah. mate, printing. Print, printing, killing it, killing it. All right, but how do we uh, do? We want to call it there, or uh, how you doing for time, guys? Uh, got, do you guys uh, want to talk about TikTok versus UMG? I don't know if we really want to talk. Should about we? That. Should we oh, say? I feel like we go on, go on. Yeah, go on. we'll save it. Save it. I'll save try and it, get this it. universal story, and then we'll do it with that. All right, cool. Wait, you, wait, you have a universal story? I'm saying that there's a there's this uh, campus they're building in Nashville. Oh yeah, Nashville. Yeah, okay, cool. Universal's building a campus in Nashville. Uh, like yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. soundstage really? outside of LA. All right, let's tee that up next week. Actually, so uh, for the listeners, we'll tee up a couple of things. Uh, the uh, TikTok, so the UMG, CEO, yeah, so the CEO of uh, of UMG is a major hitter. I think his name's Lucian Grange. That's him. Uh, that's him, right? Guy's a major hitter. Uh, he's well, because UMG. So UMG, Warner Music, and Sony—that's the three-headed monster in music. They own basically all the publishing rights and uh, and, and the catalogs for the biggest artists, um, Drake, Taylor Swift. But basically, they pulled their catalog off of TikTok, uh, and we can talk about it next week. And maybe there'll be a development too now and then. But Lucian just had a profile in the New Yorker, and there are some crazy stories about this guy. Um, serious hitter, serious hitter. Drake called him a. Uh, 
I'm gonna give him a name drop. In a, it's not uh, talking about Drake again. No, I've already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right. Um, well, it's a good, good way to good, bookend it. So we'll talk. Good, you yeah, that was week. good. That was good. thanks for the the forecaster one was a good one as well, and uh, nice to finish off on Ferrari. All right, boys, that was great. Hope you guys enjoyed that, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Peace.